Kia ora. Welcome to the Arise Church podcast. For more details, you can find us at arisechurch.com. Right now, we're going to hear from our national youth pastor, Vic Bamford Bryant. We really hope you enjoy today's message. I want to talk about probably the most talked about topic in church as it should be. Um, And maybe you're going to hear what it's about and you're going to think, I don't need to hear another message about this. Um, But really, as I was praying and as I was preparing for this morning, I really felt like God speak to me and say that this morning, He's going to give a deeper revelation. Not a deeper revelation to expand our head knowledge, but a deeper revelation because in this next chapter, as a church family, that's what He wants us to live out of. Live out of a deep revelation. This morning, I wanna speak about the love of Christ. And I believe that as a church family, as we step into a season that feels busy and a season that feels full of pressure, I believe God is calling us as a church to have a deeper revelation of God's love so that in our communities, in our worlds, and whatever sphere of influence you have, we can live out of a deeper revelation of the love He has for us, amen? So we're gonna turn to Romans chapter 13, verse eight. It says this, Let no debt remain outstanding, except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other commandments there might be can be summed up in this one command. Love your neighbour as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbour. Therefore, love is the fulfilment of the law. Let no debt remain outstanding, except the continuing debt to love one another. My message this morning is titled, The Continuing Debt. Let's pray together. God, I thank You that right now You are in this room. I thank You, God, that wherever people are watching from this morning, God, that You are there, that Your Spirit is there. I thank You, God, this morning, You wanna meet to us. You wanna speak to us. So right now, Lord, I just pray that we open our hearts to You. We open our hearts, Lord, to whatever it is You wanna do in our lives. And God, we pray this morning, would You sow seeds of a deeper revelation in our life, in Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Well, this is a challenging piece of Scripture that we read this morning, a continuing debt to love one another. But what makes it even more challenging is the context that we find this piece of Scripture in. You see, what we find in Romans chapter one is we find that Paul didn't actually know the Romans, that Paul was writing this letter for a, a city that he prayed for, that he loved, but he hadn't even met them yet. What a powerful testimony that is. Who Paul was familiar with was the city of Corinth, the people of Corinth. And he had witnessed in the post-resurrection world a city that was divided. We didn't just have the Jews and the Gentiles as we did before, but now we had the Jews, the Gentiles, the Jewish Christians, the Gentile Christians amongst a society already so segregated by gender, by wealth, by status in society, people so separated from one another. And amongst the society in this context of division, we see that Paul writes a letter saying, love your neighbour, that is the greatest command. What we understand in this context is that your neighbour probably looked quite different to you. 
Your neighbour probably held a different social status to you. Your neighbour probably held a different belief system to you. So in this passage, Paul isn't saying, love your neighbour, the one that looks like you. Love your neighbour, the one that thinks the same as you. But in this passage of Scripture we read this morning, Paul is saying we owe an outstanding debt. We owe a continuing debt, not to the person who thinks like us, but to the person different to us, to love our neighbour. That is the greatest command. We fulfil the requirements of the law when we decide to love our neighbour. We can look at Paul's own personal story. Paul, who was a persecutor of Christians. So not only have we got someone here that lived in a society so divided by belief and rank and gender, but we see someone whose whole life, his whole mandate prior to meeting Christ Jesus was to persecute Christians that his entire lifestyle was built on the idea that I can't love you because you believe something different to me. His whole life built on hate rather than love. A man who lived in a society of division, but also encouraged it, participated in it. Paul hated Christians. And maybe Paul's society doesn't look too different from ours today. History is always marked with controversy always marked with war, politics, competition, division, hate, side versus side. And for us today in the 21st century, we are more connected than ever, but I believe we are also more divided than ever. You don't have to look that far past your TV screen, past your Instagram feed, or maybe past your own family dinner table to see division, disagreements, and difference. And in the story, we see this man, Paul, living in such a place of hate, but all of a sudden, after meeting Jesus, preaching on a continual debt to love your neighbour. Paul had an upbringing of division. Paul had a context that encouraged it. He was persecuting people because of the hate that was inside of him. So what caused Paul to suddenly preach a gospel that told us to love our neighbour? You see, Paul had received a love, an unconditional love that he couldn't help but pass it on. As he had experienced this love from God, so he had to give that love to the next person. It reminds me of another story in my Bible. Actually, I read it in my devotionals this morning about the woman who came before Jesus and she washed his feet with her tears and she dried his feet with her hair and she anointed while other people didn't even anoint his head with oil, she anointed his feet with a rare perfume. And Jesus explained her behaviour with these words. He said, her sins have been forgiven and so she has shown me much love. And here we have Paul, someone who persecuted Christians, then all of a sudden found this faith But because he had such a deep understanding of the forgiveness that he had received, so deep was his revelation of the love that he had to pass on. And we also have this woman who had been forgiven of so much, so deep now was her revelation of the love that she had to carry. And in our lives, every Christian watching this in this room, every person watching online, think of the forgiveness that you've received. How deep must the revelation be of the love that we must pass on. So what does this love look like? You know, we live in a world that teaches a form of love, conditional love, a world that teaches that we must earn love, that we must earn respect, 
a world that teaches we must prove our worthiness of people's love, a world that has cancel culture, that if you do something wrong because of your performance, you are no longer deserving of certain love. But Christ teaches us a different way. Christ teaches us loving when circumstances are hard. Christ teaches us loving when we've been hurt. Christ teaches us loving when through our own human eyes, we think they might be unworthy. See, the world has twisted what our picture of love is. Christ offers us a love that isn't based on performance, isn't based on perfection, but is based on His worthiness, on the fact that we are covered by the blood of the Lamb. So the question is, what does this love look like us for us today? I believe loving people doesn't equate to agreeing, but it does look like listening. I think about in my life all the things that Christ loves me in spite of the fact that I probably don't believe the right thing. The gaps in my life where maybe Christ doesn't agree with every action I've ever done, but Christ loves me anyway. Loving people doesn't equate to agreeing, but does to listening. Loving people doesn't mean losing our convictions, but it does look like choosing not to judge. Loving people doesn't mean you need to pretend there isn't conflict, pretend there isn't tension, but it does look like desiring and actively seeking reconciliation. Loving people doesn't look like fully understanding where they're at, but it does look like empathy. Loving people doesn't mean fictionalising or fantasising about who a person is, but it does look like believing the best in them, like Christ believes the best in us. Loving people isn't about loving them based on what they deserve as the world teaches. Because every single one of us was so undeserving of what real love is. That Christ will look at me and Christ will look at you with all of our inequities, with all of our mistakes, with all of our flaws, that we are all so undeserving of the love of Christ, but we're made worthy through the blood of the Lamb. So even more worthy are people to receive the love that we give. So even more worthy are they. This is our outstanding debt. This is what we owe to every person we meet. Christ's love, unconditional love. So this morning, I've just got two points about our continuing debt, our outstanding debt to love one another, to love our neighbour, whatever that looks like. Number one, first reminder, we need to remember, I am not the source of this love. I am not the source of this love. Paul was persecuting Christians. Paul was living a lifestyle of hate when God stepped into his story. Can you imagine living a life killing off Christians only to find this faith yourself? Can you imagine the guilt? Can you imagine the shame that Paul would have felt? This shame that could have consumed him? But Paul had had such a revelation of the forgiveness that Christ had to offer, of the love that Christ had to offer, that he knew that had covered his sin. Paul wrote in Romans chapter three, this righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile. It covers over division. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. And I wanna to say to anyone listening this morning or anyone here in the room this morning, I wanna say that if you don't know Jesus, that is on offer for you as well. That all of us have fallen short of the glory of God, but for every single one of us, God offers grace. God offers love and that love is available to you. No matter what you've done, no matter what your lifestyle has looked like up until this point, God has made a way for you. Paul had had such a great revelation of this love, 
this love that had forgiven his greatest of transgressions, that he could be forgiven so much, and so he had to, this debt that he owed to those around him, that he had accepted such an unconditional love that he had to pass it on. It was Paul that wrote in 2 Corinthians 5.16 that he has stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. And when we have a revelation of our own sinfulness and Christ's own reconciliation for us, we cannot help but live differently. We cannot help once we have accepted this love to pass it on, this love that is the greatest commandment, this love that is an outstanding debt. And I'm not gonna lie, there are moments in my life where to love with a love like Jesus loved is really hard. <laughs> that every single one of us have blind spots. Every single one of us have experiences or hurt that has led us to maybe treat people differently to how Christ would have wanted us to. All of us have things in our life that maybe we get a little bit frustrated or triggered at. Um, but what I'm comforted about is that this love is not a love from our own strength. It's not a love from our human origin, but it's a love that we've already received. That our source isn't from our own abilities, our source isn't from our own goodness, but the source of that love is the Holy Spirit that lives within us. You know, it was Paul that wrote, Romans chapter five, that um, uh, Second Corinthians 12, sorry, that God's grace is sufficient for you, for His power is made perfect in your weakness. Paul also wrote in Romans chapter five, God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. It's not a love by our own creation, so that He, because He has been given to us. For while we were weak, while we were incapable, at the right time, Christ died for us. We have a saying that we like to say here at Arise, that is what is in you will come out of you. And when we have the love of Christ within us, it can't help but overflow. It can't help but come out of us. And that's what I love so much about the work we're doing in Arise Care and um, the work we're doing in this season and our Big Hearts projects, because that is love in action. And that is the Word of God in action. As James has already spoken to already, it's not about just giving out of our own, our own abilities, our own strength, but it's about sharing the love of Christ it's about sending a message, the gospel message to every single person. It's about something bigger than just our own strength, but about furthering the cause of Christ. So our number two today, our second reminder, the first one, that love, we are not the source of this love. And the second one, I must love in order to live out the gospel. I must love in order to live out the gospel. The truth is, is when we fail to live from a place of love, we fail to live out the gospel. You know, in this passage, Paul is saying that of all these commandments, they can be summed up in one, to love your neighbour. Isn't that so powerful? Just think about that for a moment. Of all the commandments that Christ's given can be summed up in this one, love your neighbour. Love is the greatest commandment. More than that, Paul in this passage refers it to an outstanding debt, a continual debt a debt that we could never pay off. This is our debt as a Christian. The very essence of God's way of life for us, of God's will of life for us, is to love those around us. We can try fulfill God's commandments in our own strength. We can try live a good or a moral life. But if we do not love, we miss the point of the gospel. Paul is saying that the fulfillment of law is love, that the requirement of righteousness is love. As the church, as, the, as individuals, maybe as Christians, sometimes I think we're guilty of missing this. 
Even within the church, we see church versus church, denomination versus denomination, maybe generation versus generation. And we live in a world of division, but as the bride of Christ, God has called us to live differently. Sometimes I think even as the church, we have a reputation, a bad reputation for judging more than loving. It was Mother Teresa that said, if you judge others, you have no time to love them. And as the church, we're called not to judge, but we're called to reflect the love of the Father. The church's light shines only when we display the love of Christ. And as a Christian, your light, your testimony of Jesus shines only when you display the love of Christ. If the band wanna come and join me. I wrote this message um, a few years ago during um, a period of great division um, in our nation of New Zealand um, with the... um, with the um, introduction of the COVID mandates. I really felt God place this on my heart, this revelation of owing a debt to every person we meet to love them as Christ loved them. And I felt God really put this on my heart in the last month. Um, I actually had um, a, real, a real experience that once again just put this revelation on my heart and I just felt the Holy Spirit do a deep work in my life. Um, About a month ago, we did a small gesture of kindness for a high school's faculty um, that was going through a really hard time. Um, It was a small gesture. It wasn't anything extreme. It wasn't anything that took heaps of time, heaps of resource, heaps of energy. It was a small gesture of kindness. Um, And um, a couple hours later, I received a text message from one of the teachers in this school talking about her coworker who didn't know Jesus, who wouldn't say that she was a Christian. And she said this, This is what Christianity should be about. Just loving and serving people. That's the type of Christianity I can get behind. And when I read this text message, something in my heart just leapt, that how we as the church, how we as Christians, get to shape someone's view of Jesus before they've actually been introduced to Him. That something in us, that the greatest witness that we could be to the world around us might just be that the love we show for others. Jesus said in John chapter 13, verse 34 to 35, one of my favourite passages of Scripture, a new command I give to you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, by this love, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. What is our church known for? What are you as a Christian known for? How do people know that you belong to Christ, that you're His disciple? I'm challenged by this in my own life. Does the fruit of my life, does how I treat other people, does my awareness of the world around me, the people around me, does it reflect the one that I follow? Often in church, we pray for revival. But what if the revival that we've been praying for just starts with showing love to the person that walks through our door every Sunday? Come on. As individuals, we pray that our life would glorify God, that would point people to Jesus. What happens if that just starts? By loving the person next to you, by loving the people in front of you. Our goal needs to be that our behaviour, our attitudes, the way that we open up our world, open up our lives to others is a glimpse of the Father's heart for them. This is our outstanding continuing debt to owe love to every single person that we meet. As we've received this love without condition, as we've received forgiveness from a good and perfect God, as we've received a love 
that covers over a multitude of sin. So we must pass that love on to every person that we meet. Why don't you stand to your, fa- to, to your face? Why don't you stand to your feet in this place? That would be quite impossible to do that. And if you're watching online, I just wanna encourage you, stay engaged in this moment. Even if you're not in a physical church congregation right now, I believe that God is meeting you right where you are. Before we end the service today, we've just spent 25 minutes talking about God's love for others. And it wouldn't be right to finish the service and not give people who haven't received the love of Christ the opportunity to do so. This message was about a debt we owe, an outstanding continuing debt to love those around us. But for every single one of us, there was another debt owed, a debt of great consequence. Because of our sin, because of our imperfection, as we read earlier in Romans, we all fall short of the glory of God. But as we've already talked about today, Christ Jesus, God clothed in human flesh, came to earth 2,000 years ago to die on a cross for everything that we've done wrong. He was the Lamb without blemish so that you and me could be reconciled with our Father in heaven. So you and me could start a personal relationship with Jesus despite our wrongdoings, despite our sin that we've already done and that we're gonna do, that Jesus would cover over that so that imperfect people could have a relationship with a perfect God. The Bible says in John chapter 19, verse 30, that Jesus on the cross hung and before He breathed His last breath, He said these words, it is finished. And with that, He bowed His head and gave up His spirit. It is finished. It is finished in the Hebrew translation was a common word that they used in biblical days. It was an accounting term and it translated to paid in full. Every single one of us owed a debt because of our sin. But when Jesus hung on that cross, He died for you and for me to pay our debt in full so we could receive forgiveness and enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you're watching this morning online in the storehouse or here in this room this morning, and today you wanna receive the love of Christ, if you wanna make Him your Lord and Saviour, if you wanna receive forgiveness in full in your life this morning, in just a moment, I'm gonna pray a short prayer together. And if this morning you're saying, I wanna be included in that prayer, on the count of three, I love it if you raise one hand in the air, saying this morning, I'm making Him my Lord and Saviour. Every person in the room, why don't you bow your head and close your eyes in this moment of privacy. And if you're online, I wanna give you the opportunity to start this relationship as well. You can just write a comment in the um, comment section of the online service. But if you're here in this room this morning, you wanna say yes to following Jesus. On the count of three, if that's you, one, you're far away from God. Two, you once knew Jesus, but you walked away. Three, if you wanna receive His love, His forgiveness this morning, why don't you raise one hand in the air right now? Awesome, I see that hand. Awesome, I believe online people are responding right now. God is knocking on the door of your heart. He's longing to have a relationship with you. Awesome, in this place, if you wanna receive Jesus, one hand in the air right now to be included in this prayer, receiving Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. Awesome, awesome. I'm gonna say one line, I love it if every person in this place, if you repeat it after me. Thank you, Jesus, that you love me, that you have forgiven me and that You died for me. Today, I receive Your love, Your grace, Your forgiveness in my life. Today, I choose to follow You. Be my Lord, be my Saviour. In Jesus' Name, 
Amen. Come on, can we give it up for every person here and online who just made a decision to follow Jesus? I wanna take a moment um, this morning to give you some time. I believe the Holy Spirit is gonna minister to you. Uh, Maybe in this moment, uh, maybe God is just reminding you this morning of the great love that He has already given to you. This great love He has poured out over you. Um, I believe that this morning um, there are some people um, that maybe a situation or a relationship in your life, maybe the Holy Spirit has brought it to the surface. And I believe that this morning um, in His Spirit, you're gonna receive grace. And God is actually gonna give you a new level of grace for the ministry of reconciliation. You're actually gonna see a turnaround in that relationship. I believe for some people in this place, maybe there's a situation and this morning it's a call to repentance. I believe that there are people in this place and God is saying this morning, I just wanna, I just wanna put them on your heart. I want your heart to break for what breaks mine. I want your heart to be able to see the community that is around you. Thank you for joining us for the Arise Church podcast. We hope this message has blessed you. For more content or resources, visit arisechurch.com. Matiwa, see you soon.